As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Sif Spoil for yesterday, the movie yesterday. We are now going to go into all the spoilers that we couldn't talk about but wanted to talk about in the main episode. They all died. Uh, if you don't want to know anything, you probably want to go away because we are going to spoil it. Also, we'll probably jump around quite a bit. Uh, we will be talking about hanging threads, romances, jokes, Easter eggs, cameos, deaths, resurrections, and post-credit sequences. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there you go. Uh, let's talk some spoilers. Where do you want to start on this? There's so much to talk about. So cigarettes aren't a thing. What? I okay. So let's let's list the things the movie says have. don't exist anymore. And by the way, the movie just—I mean—it just uses these things as a throwaway as joke. a joke. It just uses them as throwaway jokes. You can't say cigarettes never existed as a throwaway joke yeah. without my brain going, "How were cigarettes never invented? Yeah, that was way." For the Beatles, yeah, like that was. I mean, the tobacco farmers. I that was know the Native what, Americans. That was like, how are cigarettes not a thing? I want to know what the, you know, the process for deciding what was eliminated and what wasn't. You know, it, there's no thought to it. Yeah, uh, and at first I thought there was going to be because Oasis doesn't exist, which kind of makes sense, right? If you think of maybe Oasis, the band doesn't exist if the Beatles are never around, right? Yeah. That, you can kind of understand that. So are you saying that because cigarettes never existed, then Coca-Cola never existed. Right. And because Coca-Cola never existed, the Beatles never performed because they like Coca-Cola. And then because the Beatles never performed, then <laughs> the Harry Potter books never got written. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Again, no thought. Yeah. If there was any thought put into these jokes, it is not on the screen. How do you it's feel? It's just meant as a joke. And by the way... Every time that joke is played, it's, it's the same, the same joke. joke five times. Just like got to Google and then what it actually like. Uh, you oh, know, what? cigarette I, is the <laughs> city. Uh, I will take I will take that back in that there are other reference. The Coke one is there is a funny reference on the plane. Yeah, where he's like, "Can I have some Coke? Can I have some Coke?" What? And he gets a look like, yeah. cocaine." Yeah. Um. So yeah, I get it. But man, this. And what's so frustrating is it's like the world wants to be interesting, but they're not concerned with actually making it interesting. Yeah. Um, 
you know, you know, this is just setting up yesterday two, three, four, and five. Where like I all these know. other people. I hope not, because <laughs> it's just going to get messier and messier and yeah. sillier and sillier. So, w- the movie never explains what happened or why it happened. No, and it doesn't even attempt to. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a uh, that is part of the frustration. But I actually don't mind if you're going to do that, as long as you don't try to make the rest of the movie so dependent on it. Yeah. Um, and it's just, if you're going to make the concept such a central part of what's going on here, I think you at least have to give it some lip service. Yeah. Um, I want to go back just a second. Okay. To the fact that Oasis doesn't exist. Yeah. Wonderwall doesn't exist. How did they meet? He was singing Wonderwall in a talent show as a child when they met. That was their first experience together. Yeah. That's fascinating. So why does he never ask her, how did we meet? Why do they never explore? That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about where it's like, okay, if Oasis doesn't exist and Wonderwall doesn't exist, and I I go to this world and the person I have the deepest friendship with, that was our story. One of the first things I'm going to want to figure out is what you know, what actually happened? How did we actually meet in this world? How did, you know, how is that? I just kept thinking, okay, this is going to be a crucial part of the plot. Yeah. Is that something changed when he didn't sing Wonderwall and now their, their relationship is different. Yeah. And it had nothing, like it wasn't even ever mentioned. Yeah. Like not even ever mentioned. How does that, I just, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about where it's just like the absolute zero willingness to think about it, to explore yeah. it at all, is just mind-blowingly frustrating to me. Also, the payoff where I said that I hated this, and you said you didn't mind it as much. The two strangers who also remember the previous right. world. Right. I don't mind. I don't mind the idea that they. Here's what I don't mind. Let me clear this up for you because okay. I wanted to do this. I actually enjoy that they were like. No, we're glad. We we're we're glad that you are singing these songs because we wondered, you know, what happened to and we're glad these songs exist in the universe instead of being like we're going to turn you in. Yeah. Because his perspective is I'm doing something wrong here. This isn't my music, but I'm, you know, gaining from it. And their yeah. perspective is like, "No, thank you for doing this thing." I like that. What I don't like is that again, it speaks to the fact that you're going to introduce this thing and then never explore it. Why are there two other people that don't remember? Were they also in some sort of accident when the blackout happened? Yeah. You know, were they also going through some sort of head trauma? It's never even hinted at. Um, and if they're, are they the only two? Certainly. And, you know, there would be more than just three people. If there's three people, certainly yeah. there's 30 people. You yeah. know what I mean? If there's like, 30, then there's got to be. So I, it's <laughs> just, you know, and did they both always know about the Beatles or is it starting to come back to them? Yeah. This movie is so uninterested in exploring any of that world building and it's very frustrating. How difficult is it to buy a yellow submarine toy if the Beatles never existed? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. Seriously. That's... Finding a submarine toy is hard enough. Finding a yellow submarine if the Beatles were never a thing has got to be That's hilarious. super hard. Okay. Lennon's alive. Yes. Assuming all four of them are actual humans in this this world. Yeah. Again, assuming, because the movie's not interested in going anywhere else. Exactly. Are you surprised? I knew that there was going to be a beetle in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it just had to be. Are you surprised that they actually went with Lennon? No, that's, that's the perfect choice. And again, I, I think this is, again, hinting 
at a a much deeper movie that could have been. Um, In that conversation, you know, it turns out to be, I mean, it really is the inciting factor for him to be honest Mm -hmm. about, you know, the story. But at the same time, I'm not sure about, you know, what Lennon is saying and who he is, why that's necessarily having that huge an impact other than he just knows that, you know, Lennon was killed because of his fame. Yeah. And now he's been allowed to live to, you know, be over 64. With a woman he loved, we're assuming is Yoko Ono? <laughs> or not? I wasn't. I yeah. wasn't. Assuming. I wouldn't think he would ever have met Yoko Ono if he wasn't in the Beatles. Yeah. I was convinced it was going to be Paul that opened that door. Oh, I was really? like, I was like, yeah, it's going to be McCartney. He's going to just open the door, and then boom, there he is, and it's going to be. I was totally thrown for a loop when it was Lennon. Oh, really? I really was. Yeah. Um, a lot of lookalike. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah. No, it was good. So yeah, um, going back to McKinnon's character, I just think that out of all the characters, you know, everybody was genuine, had actual motivations that seemed realistic, but her character just seems so like a caricature of what a agent mogul is like you know sure yeah and i you want to talk about repetitive jokes how about the every single time they there's something about the beatles reference that he brings the knowledge of like an album name or something like that and they're like yeah i just don't see that working how many times are they going to play that joke of right. like oh this thing that everybody loves about the beatles what if you know nobody nowadays got you know they played it so many different ways you know hey dude yeah hey dude yeah that's a perfect example hey dude you know um I did like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's all Ed Sheeran's fault. I love that joke. I thought that was hilarious. Um, But the end of the movie is, you know, his, you know, swan song of, you know what, L, I love you. Uh, Except for he doesn't say that. Yeah, he says I love you. Well, he okay, but I'm saying his point is that, like, he uses that. Okay, first of all, he puts her on the big screen in front of everybody. She doesn't want to be in that moment so here's her giant face behind him and we're thinking we're getting this rom-com moment where he's going to profess his love to her but he has to tell everybody that he stole all the songs first but it's really just his you know saying hey i stole all these songs yeah and and also i love i like i like i love this woman yeah (laughs) it's like it just it doesn't work it shouldn't work with her she's you know in a relationship yeah gavin is there yeah and then he shows up afterwards and he's like yeah, I know. It's cool. <laughs> and and then she's like, oh, yeah, you're great. It just so... It, his presence, you know, just ruined that moment. Not... It, it feels awful saying that because it's awful thing happening to Gavin, and I'm saying that he's the one that ruined the moment. But it's the script having him there that ruins the moment, you know? But what did he do? What did our main character do that would influence her or change have her change her mind of what she had just said to him previously in the the diner or the restaurant where they left and he you know is it just because he's saying oh now i'm not going to be singing beatles songs because it seems like he's still singing beatles songs yeah i guess he's just not gonna take money for it which which doesn't change her problems with the situation. Yeah. She wanted somebody that could be there with her locally in England. Yeah. That was her issue. At least that's what she stated. I think we were yeah. supposed to believe that. Yeah. How did what he did change any of that? Yeah. It didn't. And the truth of the matter is, we don't know how what he did changed anything. 
Yeah. How is the world going to react to him going, oh, you know what? Actually, these, I mean, there are several ways it could happen. Number one, I think most likely people are going to think he's lost his mind. Yeah. Right? They're not going to believe him. Do you think people are going to believe him? That he stole songs? That he stole songs from a group that just doesn't exist anymore? Well, he never said that they never existed. Okay, so what's the alternative explanation? That the, there's just four guys named John Paul Ringo. Well, but then Sue's gonna, somebody's going to do the research and figure... I'm just saying, this movie is so unwilling to even explore the ramifications of you know, what would happen to him. And, and it's, just, it's just like, it doesn't even care. That's true. The movie doesn't care. It just it overall won't. it doesn't care. <laughs> I think that, and I hate saying this. I think Danny Boyle really was relying on the weight and gravity of just how good the Beatles are to carry this movie, mm-hmm. and so, it can't. So let's let's talk about this: how great the Beatles are, and the idea of exploring: are they great inherently, or are they great because of the situation surrounding them? Yeah. And this this movie has an interesting moment with the parents. Where he's trying <laughs> to play Let It Be, <laughs> and they keep interrupting him. Yeah. And it's like, you know, in that moment, I'm thinking, oh, cool. We're going to go down a road where it's like he, these songs don't don't get big or explored because it's a different situation. Yeah. And in that, and, but no, it's just like every all, single song, every is a single hit. song is a hit, you know, just because it's a hit. Yeah, and Ed Sheeran hears, you know, and he's um, like, "Your Mozart, Long and Winding Road," and it's like, "Yep, I'm, you know, I'm Salieri and your Mozart." Yeah, and it's like, okay, I get that there's artistry there. Long and Winding Road is a beautiful song, but there are a ton of beautiful songs written every year by people that never get heard by anybody. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, no, it's, totally. It's in this movie, and he's like, "No, yeah, that's the most beautiful song I've ever heard." Not every single Beatles song is the most beautiful song you'd ever heard. Well, and again, it sells short the impact of the moment. It sells short that art isn't just about creating beauty. It's timing and meaning. It's also about timing, meaning, and connections. And the idea that the, the song, the art itself could be so good that it would transcend those things is fascinating. But the movie doesn't want to really deal with that. It just wants to say, oh, yes, these are all great songs and would be hits no matter when they came out, who sang them, whatever. That's the other thing. You know, a solo artist in 2019 or whatever this is supposed to be, as opposed to a boy band, which is what the Beatles were when they came across the pond, taking the world by storm is a very different thing. And part of the Beatles' ability to create what they created had to do with the fame that came from being, you know, screaming teenagers that love them. Yeah. And that's just, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I just wish this movie had wanted to deal with some of that stuff. I think it could have been very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't. No. Any other uh, specific spoilers you want to think about? Jokes you liked? Moments? No. The things change. I think we mentioned it all. Uh, you know, the, the rooftop concert is fascinating to me. Uh, the way he sings help is... It actually sounded like a cry for help. It know? was. Yeah, I think yeah. it technically was supposed to be a cry for help. Okay, the funniest part of the movie for me is Rocky opening the door, and it's the wrong door. He's uh-huh. like, I know my purpose in life. It's to open this door and to present to the world mm-hmm. Jack. Oh, wrong door. <laughs> that was the biggest laugh for me. Yeah. The character was actually... My favorite character in the movie, Rocky. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah, his 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 getting fired scene was. 
hey, really funny. Hey, you just got fired. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the movie. I, yeah, I don't know that there's too much else uh, to Again, to go into. This is another movie I had such high hopes for. Mm-hmm. Man, man, <laughs> 2019. Get your act together. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Start with Spider-Man and it'll just never let go. Second half of 2019 is going to be amazing. I hope, man. I sure do hope. I hope so, too. Yeah. Otherwise, maybe we'll just get in an accident and wipe it from existence. Yeah. The whole world <laughs> lost power, okay? Yeah. Hope. We're not even going to... Nobody's even going to talk about that? Nobody's even going to explore that? Yeah. Try to figure out... <laughs> the entire The entire world, world lost power at the same time. Yeah. We're all just going to kind of yada yada that. Yeah. Not going to be a big part of anybody's discussions. You know, that's the, that's the movie right there. Uh-huh. Why did... And I think I read something like Solar Flare or something like mm-hmm. that. It was like in one of the newspaper articles. Like, yeah. No. It's not how solar flares work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, if, if there was a solar flare large enough to knock out all the power in, on Earth, it would burn the earth yeah <laughs> the earth would be no I more just, i just do not buy this movie that's what it comes down to i don't buy that this is the way it would happen i don't buy that somebody could write all the beatles songs in that short amount of time and it would be considered this groundbreaking double album it's yeah. like it just it takes a process for people to understand music music lives in a moment and the fact that this doesn't do that and also doesn't even explore that is the most frustrating part for me so yeah there you go uh, that is spoilers for yesterday, and uh, we'll be back to chat spoilers on Spider-Man uh, Far From Home coming into the Spider-Verse next week. End game. End game. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.